come on. Yeah, come on. It's like that. It's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett, of today's episode, and my co-host is the lovely Sister Bennett, as my husband affectionately calls me. Thank you for allowing and trusting us to be a part of your Christian walk. In this week's episode, we will be discussing rejection. Is the gospel real according to God's word? We are back live in the PNT Podcast Studio with another great lesson for another great week. After our family vacation, we had an awesome time. We hope you enjoyed our special guest, Nathaniel T. He did an awesome job, and we look forward to having him back. But let's get right down to this lesson, and you guys guessed it. We're talking about rejection. Is the gospel real? Let's look at the world and the biblical meaning of rejection and revelation. The missing or refusing of a proposal, idea, or something else. A surprising or previously unknown fact, especially one that is made known in a dramatic way. We can find this biblically in Acts 13 and 2. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them. How's that for the dramatic? The Holy Spirit, one of the Trinity, the Godhead, the helper promised and sent by Jesus, speaking about the work Barnabas and Saul are to do. That's exciting because the Holy Spirit lives within you. The Holy Spirit will call and talk to you about the things that you're supposed to do. This fact, well, this unknown fact, will be news to Barnabas and Saul. See, this will be revelation to them. This will be made known to them. Just like the work that the Lord called you to. At some point, it will be made known to you. I hope you guys didn't think that you were exempt or the Lord completely overlooked a very large contribution that you, my young little listeners, can have in bringing souls to Christ. Here's the part many Christians don't really care for, being set apart. We are of no real value to the kingdom if we stay in places or in sin that opposes the word, that contradicts what the word should accomplish in our lives. See, to be set apart means to be, as it said, to be separated. I don't mean you need to cut your friends off because you can be that beacon of hope for all your friends that may not be living the way you are. So to be set apart means make sure you are living for God and no longer for the world is what that means. In 2 Corinthians six seventeen, it says, Therefore, come out from them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing and I will receive you. This is what we talk about when we talk about being set apart. For us to do the work of God and the work that he called us to, we must rid ourselves of those things that are not pleasing to the Lord. Remember, on your day of salvation, Jesus made you white as snow. Why would we go back and make ourselves unclean again after all the work Jesus performed to clean us up? To go back or to not separate yourself would be you rejecting Christ. It would be denouncing and rejecting what your faith says you believe to be true. It would mean that Christ could not have died for sin to redeem mankind before God. 
Let's look at our next scripture. John 12, 48. And it says, He who rejects me and does not receive my sayings has one who judges him. The word I spoke is what will judge him at their last day. This scripture is deep. Listen, let me read it again. He said, He who rejects me does not receive my sayings. To reject him is to reject all of him, including his sayings, which means the Bible. I want to park right there for a quick second. The easiest way to explain this is this. Many of us say we love the Lord, but keep not his commandments. I know I'm dropping a lot of scriptures on you, but this is a Bible study after all. God's word can speak for itself if we just read it, believe it, trust it, and live it. Let's look at John 14, 15 through 17. I'm going to read it because it's important. It says, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. (laughs) Oh, my God. The Holy Spirit that said, set Barnabas and Paul apart for this work lives in us also. I'm taking my time with this because I really need you all to get this. If you claim to know him, then you should accept him. The world rejects the notion of him because in their mind, he's not tangible. He doesn't exist. They can't put their hands on him. This didn't end well for the children of Israel. Again, this is Bible study. Exodus 32 and 4 says this. He took what they handed him and made it into an idol cast in the shape of a calf, fashioning it with the tool. Then they said, these are your God, Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. Simply put, the worship of the golden calf that they created is seen as a supreme act of apostasy, which is the rejection of of a faith once confessed, which means if you say that God is God and Jesus Christ is your savior, you can't reject that by serving someone else or serving another God because you already confessed that Jesus is Lord. You can't take that back. I want you to think about that as we go to break because we got more on this topic. So don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. We are back live in the studio after that short break. I know I said a lot, I know I dropped a lot of scriptures on you, but you guys are mature enough to handle and receive it and understand it. I want to get you to a place where you can rightly divide this word of God yourself. Because I know you know that the gospel is real, but this is, I'm helping you to witness to others, okay? So let's look at some reasons rejection of the gospel happens. Let's look at that. Let's be arrogant for a split second here, okay? I know arrogance is not promoted in the Bible and in our walk. But just just humor me here. We can skip this since no one in their right mind would reject the gospel in Jesus. I know you would agree with that, right? But since we're here, let us humble ourselves and go over the list that I compiled. So here's my list. Number one, fit. The gospel doesn't fit their accepted beliefs or conviction. It's funny how we find Christ at some of the craziest times in our lives. 
when we least expect it, when we're doing things that we shouldn't be doing, we're happy. And more times than not, it's at a time when we are doing something that brings us joy and happiness that totally contradicts or go against the word of God. And I know it. Change is never fun when it requires getting rid of things we love. That's right. We will find God at those times when we're having the most fun, but not living for Christ. Number two, commonality. Christians haven't looked for commonality, and that's one of the reasons why they reject it. For a Jewish sect, that commonality was the scripture. See, they live by the Old Testament and the scriptures. But for a Gentile sect like us, unfamiliar with scripture, but we do know scripture, the commonality was God's unmerited grace and revelation. God told us things. He shared things with us through his word. Number three, curiosity. Their questions go unanswered. There's nothing like being an inquisitive person to only have your questions not to be answered, to be ignored or just discounted, or to be, be fed a bunch of lies or just made up truths. We preach and teach knowledge is power, but without answers, how does one get that knowledge? So we have to be prepared to answer their questions when they are asked to us. And some of those questions really surrounded, really are about what is your faith? What do you believe? What has God done for you? You can answer those questions and you can answer those questions truthfully. Number four, believability. The gospel isn't real in Christian lives. It bothers me that I even needed to list or say this one. It's, it's an oxymoron, to be quite honest. How can one confess to be a Christian if they don't believe or they reject that the gospel is real? Because Jesus is the gospel. See, you can't have the Christ in Christian if there's no gospel. I would be scared to ask what is real as Christians without the gospel. What, what, what is real if they say that they're Christians but they don't believe the gospel? But I quickly came to realize the only question that matters is this one. Is it real in your life? In other words, do you walk the walk and talk the talk? Be a living epistle so no one can question that you believe or disbelieve the gospel. And number five, acceptance. There's no way God could love me after all that I've done, after all the bad that I've done, and after the way I lived. And basically, <laughs> we can call ourselves Saul at some point on the road to Damascus where we were persecuting Christians or the Godhead or, or people who believed in God. We were laughing at them. We were mocking them. How can God love me? I will allow Romans 8.35 to speak for itself. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? It's clear to me in that scripture that not even your sinful or sin-filled past can separate you from the love of God. Hey, let's see what they're rapping about over here in the conversation corner. Hey, Minister Bennett. What y'all rapping about over here? Yes, Minister Bennett, that was some good stuff. Thanks for the nuggets. 
funny, we were chatting about Acts 13, verse 2 as well, just taking a different look at it. It reads, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. What I explain to our young loyal listeners is that sometimes the Holy Spirit will separate us from people and situations, separate us from comfortable places so that he can prepare us for the work we have been called to do as Christians. The light that was shed on this scripture was awesome because it says the Holy Spirit said, and not too many times do we hear that in the Bible where the Holy Spirit speaks. I pause because that right there is awesome. Think, while God created us, Jesus knows our heart and died for us, the Trinity is not complete without the Holy Spirit living within us, knowing our every emotion, the things that torment us, the things that we struggle with, those habits that keep us bound. The Holy Spirit is right there going through it with us. Okay, I digress. Back to the text. I wanted the group to know that as Christians, we should never feel rejected when we have been set aside by the Holy Spirit. There's nothing wrong when your friends don't invite you to hang out anymore. There's nothing wrong when you are not receiving texts like you used to. There's nothing wrong with feeling out of place around people who are doing things that you have come to realize are not good or good for you. There's nothing wrong when your number of followers decrease because that's when the Holy Spirit is increasing. When you begin to become uncomfortable and in situations and you feel a tugging like, you know, you're not supposed to be here or, you know, you're not supposed to be doing that. Understand that it's the Holy Spirit pricking your heart to get out of there or get out of certain situations. And it's okay. You are not rejected, but you are being ejected into another level of maturity in your Christian walk. Walk in it with all authority, with God's favor and grace surrounding you. Oh, and one last thing. We are waiting to hear from you. Yes, you. Drop us a comment or two at pntpodcast2020 at gmail.com and let us know how this podcast has touched you or just to say, hey, I'm a young, loyal listener. Be blessed. In summary, the importance of knowing the gospel is real. The gospel accomplishes three things. It produces faith, it strengthens faith, and it humbles man and exhibits God's glory. Wherever Jesus has been proclaimed, we see lives change for the good. Nations change for the better. Thieves become honest. Alcoholics become sober. Hateful individuals become channels of love. And the unjust persons embrace justice. As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-production's editing techniques is used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, it's Christian Education Ministry in association with Real Time with the Bennetts. Or Real Talk What? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.